Use this year's pumpkins next year if you're feeling rather thrifty. It's episode number 250. Welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Callishaw and I'm joined by Tony Lloyd. Good evening. I'm also joined by Tom Thrower. Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of, of the listeners, he did a not listening immediately upon release. A, a, a ghosty movement instead of saying anything. I think that was. <laughs> Excellent. And well, since it is a Halloween special, we've brought on truly the most cursed item in the history of Stoke City. Um, Matty James, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, first of all. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, we're, we're fine, we're fine. Could be worse. Um, we, yeah, Matty, I think we'll just get this out of the way first off. Uh, who, who are you and why are you now infamous among Stoke fans? It was... Um... The, so I'm a, a London-based Stoke fan. Um, I picked up the club via some sort of hereditary illness from my father. Um, and um, I don't know any Stoke fans in London. I think I'm the only one that goes up from London to uh, the Bet365. And because of that, all of the London games that I've been to, I've been belligerently trying to break what I thought was the Stoke curse in London. Um and what is it, 30 years or something like that, that we've not won in London? Um, and I just ended up going to all of those games. So then I've started to try and include some sure things at home. Um, and then it started to get a lot worse. Um, because every time the sure thing happened and then didn't happen, this, this became more and more of an issue. Um, but I think I've... I've not really had it out and I've not told anybody because no one cared about my losing streak watching Stoke when I was talking to my mates who are all Man United and Chelsea fans. But um, now it's now it's in the public domain. It is, it's a little bit more real. Yeah, and for the benefit of the listeners who uh, weren't aware, how long is this um, winless run for you now? Oh, God. Um, so... 2011 FA Cup semi-final, Bolton 5-0. What a great day that was. Um, yeah. And then that was it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm i now on game 26, I think. I'm going to lose count. There's been a lot of heartache. Um, and it's been a very long time. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, your, your tweet was either 24 or 25 games without a win. And... Um, you, you you tagged us in your list of games and it, it must have been quite surreal just to have so many people uh, replying to you uh, on the way to the game saying, for the love of God, get off, turn back. And uh, alas, alas, we did look like you were going to see that sure thing. But it, I mean, we can't we can blame the defending. We can can blame the team management. And we will get on to discussing the game at some point when I can face it. But it's mainly your fault. Um, <laughs> so if it's all right with you, Matty, we're going to perform a bit of a exorcism now. We, Since it's Halloween, the Wizards are going to uh, throw several cursed Stoke items into the cauldron. 
And we're just going to hopefully through the power of the podcast. And it, it, we're called wizards for a reason, right? We have magical powers. We have not discovered what those powers are yet. But we're going to throw some things into the cauldron. I'm going to do an incantation. And then we are going to relieve you of this curse once and for all. So when you next go to a game, which hopefully is in some some time, some years away, um, you will no longer feel burdened by this. So, uh, Tony, do you have any items for the uh, for the cauldron? I have three items among me. Um, bit spooky. Um, so I've got Charlie Adams sock. I don't Ooh. know if it's left or right, but you can see he's got hedgehogs on. Yes, good. Um, I am brew. Um, <laughs> I've got a, a physical manifestation of the 2004-2005 binary season. Oh, yes. Over, Over two, two hours of action. Nice. Wow. <laughs> two hours of that game. Of that two hours of action. Into the bin with that one. And I've also got a picture of Tom Ince's resting witch face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a picture of me. Oh. Um, I thought that would be funny for you. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, uh, laughter is pain. Laughter is pain. Um, so uh, into the cauldron they go, along with uh, Mark Jackson has contributed Saido Berahino's gold tooth, Denver Barr's unexploded knee, Philip Walshide's left glove, that will make a nice companion to Charlie Adams' sock. Kevin Vimmer's gastric band. Uh, Rocky, you'll like this, Tom. Uh, Rocky's uh, contributed Joe Allen's football boots. James Cox. Uh, uh, is, he, is he still wearing them? <laughs> <laughs> James Cox says, uh, Tony's cap, Roy Delap's towel. Kenwin Jones's pig's head. Now, that is a proper cauldron ingredient, that. And Peter Fox's deep heat. Well, not going to that. And... Um, <laughs> Jomo also contributes Jerry Taggart's huge testicles. <laughs> I'm guessing that they were huge, by the way, says Jomo. Um, Tom, anything else before we... Yeah, um, also a, a pair of gloves, this time belonging to Giannelli and Bueller, because if there isn't more of a cursed item than them. And the, the current massive chip on my shoulder, which is that... <laughs> high jump-esque clapping before a corner or free kick because that's the most cursed thing on earth because if you're doing that there's no way on earth we're ever going to score from that particular set piece now th now this is strange on a number of levels but mark hand who we all know very well um he says uh tony socks so that is that's quite bizarre dave's teddy bear i mean i'm not sure where that is but i'll, I'll dig it out Ben's YYY front, very good. And Chris's taste in Soviet architecture, the complete works of Shakespeare and his inheritance if he can't get exercised. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So all the items are in the pot. Tone, if you could add some, um, you know, cauldron sound effects in the post, that'd be great. But right, here we go. The three wizards are going to relieve you of this curse now, Matty. We do have something working in our favour today. Um, it is Ricardo Fuller's birthday. Yes. It, and it is it, that, that must be like some sort of new moon, yes. which is spooky of all the people. Strongest powers. Yeah. yeah if, if there's anybody yeah. that can break this, it's Ricardo Fuller's mm -hmm. birthday. It's like almost like the summer, winter equinox or whatever for this curse. Yeah. Ricardo, yes. Ricardo Fuller is our Hecate. He is the God that we pray to. So this, <laughs> this has to be the perfect day for it. 
Double, double, toil and trouble, fire, burn and cauldron bubble. Replay of a Bursic save, song Antonian rant of Dave, rhyme of Chris and stat of Tom, run of Joe and shot of Rom. Three null up and bluebird sting, wizards cry and expose down the wing. For a matty of powerful trouble, like a bovril boil and bubble. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire, burn and cauldron bubble. Cool it with a potter's win, then our matty is purged of sin. May the power of Christ compel you. You are relieved of your burden. Oh, I feel relieved. Yeah. I don't, I, don't you... the, I, don't think, I don't think the rest of the Stoke following probably support or, or feel that this is going to be as successful as we do. Um, but we, we'll see at Luton. Luton? Oh, God, he's going to Luton. No. I'm going to need a bigger cauldron. <laughs> are you um, going to QPR in December? I'm going to keep going until this break. So some, so it's, I've gone from 20 Twitter followers and a load of bots to a lot more. Um, and the, I was, the, the world of Stoke Twitter is a, a strange place when it's not just you observing. Um, and there are people that are getting really into the analytics on how bad my performance has been. That's um, that's and, doing that. and they they took they took the comparative win rates between each of the seasons for Stoke and the teams that we were playing, and then worked out how unlikely it was given those win rates for me to see <laughs> so many losses, and it was. So I don't, I, I didn't, I, I trust his maths because it's a good story. Um, but it was 0.05% probability. <laughs> Expected wins. Whoever that guy was, I actually admire that he sat down and did the maths on it. It didn't make me feel any better. Um, but it, it's, <laughs> That's incredible. It's, it's, it's almost opened up this can of worms where, so what if, like, so now I put it out in public, like I kept this thing to myself and I carried it as a burden for all the time. But if, if we go to the playoff final and I I say I'm going, what happens now? <laughs> like, is is it gonna be have I have I set myself up to be the scapegoat for forever? If by the end of the season you still haven't seen us win and we are miraculously in the playoff final, then we we will set you up in a nice London hotel, we'll put it on the telly for you. <laughs> But no, there's no way you're entering the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the Asbo banning order. <laughs> oh, was that you at the Euros? Oh God, it was you at the Euros final, wasn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, okay. Are you sorry? One, one question. Are you also Scottish? So yeah, I grew up to... in yeah. So I grew up in Edinburgh um, and then moved down to London. So um, the accent is a mixture of middle of nowhere. And and you also have been to every Scottish sporting event in my lifetime, presumably. It's the only like the Highland uh, Games. And no, every single Scotland match. Just Scotland lose a lot is is the point I'm trying to reach. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I um I moved up to Edinburgh. I I, I follow England because I um grew up. Why would why would you follow Scotland? I mean, I've got a mate. Uh, my mate Kenny from Edinburgh. He's a big scotland fan and some of the stuff that i have to put up with watching him watch scotland it is it's as bad as being three nil up and throwing it away i i'm, like, work, I'm like, working on a theory that matty arrived at the bolton semi-final on the 89th minute having arrived late um but no, well, no. I, I, so i remember at the half time 
I was with my dad at half time and he said, only we could fuck this up. Oh, sorry. Only we could uh, no, mess no, this no. up. No, no, no. Swearing's encouraged. It's fine. Um, and uh, at the time, I had no concept of the um, brutality of being a Stoke fan. If I had been at this FA Cup semi-final now in my current state, I would have been a quivering wreck at halftime. Even to 80 minutes at 5-0, I would have still think been thinking there was a way that this was going to go wrong. Because there, there's been a few games where we've been up. QPR a few years ago, we were up 2-0, and then they beat us 4-2. And I watched all four goals come. Maybe there's a theme here. All three Cardiff goals came while I was stood at the net. Maybe I need to sit the side. Maybe I shouldn't go anywhere near the goals. Um, but when we were 3-0 up, I genuinely was like, right, this is it. Have and then the first, the first goal went in, and I was like, right, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody stay calm. The second one went in, and I was like, shit, absolutely joking me. Have you and got to the, the point where, where you feel like, because I was at that QPR game as well, it was just before COVID, wasn't it? Um, where you feel like you just want to leave if we're winning, just run and never so, look back. So I I don't understand people leaving early. I think it's because I don't have I don't drive or whatever. I I I stay to the final whistle. But purely because imagine if I left three minutes early before the end of the game to beat the Qs and we scored a 90th minute winner, I would never be able to forgive myself. Um, so maybe we need to, I need to start leaving when we're up. That's a new a new theory. Well, well. Um... We'll move. We'll move on to your most recent footballing experience, which was Stoke City. Oh, fucking! I can't believe. I cannot believe this is Stoke three, Cardiff three. Stoke were three 0 up, as mentioned, and and then everything went very, very wrong. Tom, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, your verdict on that? We all should have stayed home and watched the cricket. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was really certain that we were going to lose um, at the start of the game. I had money on us to go into the lead and lose, um, and I didn't even get that. So <laughs> that was good. Um, it, it was one of those ones where eventually you actually like looked back and saw the the notifications to tell you how long it had been between being three and up and it going to three all. And that's the longest five minutes of my life. Like I feel every single, even there watching the third goal back where Timon passes it, Chester turns into a statue and they just score. Um, I felt like that entire sequence took at least a minute and a half, but it was a matter of seconds. Um, it was the inevitability of it all. You could just see it coming from half a light year away. Um, Oh God! So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Someone else speak, please. Mm, God. Well, well, Tony. Well, Tony. A uh, lot of criticism for Michael O'Neill. Lot of criticism for the players. For the first time I can remember for a good while we've been booed off. Um, I was seething with the collapse, um, and I think my biggest concern is that um, the good things about us at the start of the season we completely forgot or we seem to have completely forgotten in these last few weeks and namely chief among them game management what were, what we used to be 
good at, even in games we weren't playing that well, was being able to dictate games against bottom half teams, weaker teams, and to spectacularly fall apart in such a short space of time is one thing. But also, I've just got this nagging concern that that was that was coming anyway. It wasn't just like a collapse that happened on its own. They they threatened us before that. The ball over the top to Kiefer Moore had absolutely done us on a couple of occasions before that. And it was... Like obviously, when you go through and look, you think that's usually going to be fine. It's been fine since 1965, apparently. But it it wasn't it wasn't right. undeserved, and that that's the big concern for me. It wasn't undeserved on their part. No, they they. I mean, two 0 was very harsh on them at half time. It was two 0 wasn't it? Half yeah. time. Um, but yeah, they they should have had at least one, and we were very fortunate to be in that position and then to get a goal straight after half time even I thought mm, this might be okay I mean I got Matty mentioned the um the wonderful semi-final against Bolton I got properly shouted at by an old bloke on a 75 minutes probably for trying to sing we're gonna lose 6-5 <laughs> like properly shouted at like oh just learn to enjoy it yeah fuck off <laughs> um, this is my way of enjoying it is is the fatality and knowing that we'll fuck it up somehow but it, it, even I thought uh, when when that third goal went in I was thinking of you last week Dave and twisting the knife and going on to score even more goals and there were more goals yeah but yeah it was it was just I don't want to sound like Roy Keane or Yuda but we need some fighters on the pitch when when you concede one and then another one eight seconds later it felt like to me it was very fast for me um somebody needs to be doing shouting at somebody and getting everyone together and and just stopping the game slowing things down a bit also, yeah maybe that's because the manager maybe that's the captain maybe that's the i don't know other players like the second in command captain who's at the back just somebody needs to grab somebody else and say just if they get past halfway stand on their foot and punch them in the whatever throw a cauldron what's really annoying about it is after each goal we get the ball back that's like in the rules (laughs) of the game is we we have to have the ball back so just like keep the ball for like more than five seconds that because if nothing else, our midfield this season has been able to keep the ball, even if it's maybe not in the most incisive, trying to cut them open kind of way. Just pass it around them. Just yeah, take the sting out of the game. Just don't allow any momentum to build. And it was just like, have you ever, I don't know, played a, a like a FIFA or something and like tried to let your younger sibling like back into the game or something just oh no no don't leave don't leave i'll i'll, I'll take it to three three and then we'll play kind of thing it, it felt like we was almost deliberate self-sabotage i mean the, the the individual mistakes are one thing they are maddening um but it's coming off the back of four defeats and it, the patterns are emerging of how easy it is to get round our defenders Harry Suto's looking slower and slower. James Chester, yeah, James Chester was brilliant against West Brom, and then he just became a statue man. And sorry, Tony, 
time, 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 Timo did a mistake. Um, he did. Well, yeah, there was just the then they just sort of the the only body the sorry the only player who could pass it in our fucking midfield was Jordan Thompson. Of course, he came off. But I, I think O'Neill's mistake yesterday, which still eludes me, is Mario Vranches is our best midfielder. Didn't start him. I, I was disappointed. I, I was yeah. I was disappointed with that. And then at three one, bring him on because he can keep the fucking ball. Oh yeah, and no. it was, it, that 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 whole panic that set in at three one. What was felt by the manager as well. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. That's my sort of, I think that's my rant over. I think that's my rant over. No, no. I think you still need to complain about the fact that he was going to bring Campbell on just before that as well. And then he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying like Tyrese Campbell coming on would have like made us defend better, but it would have, if anything, the sub would have used up some time and like, dig out the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. It was. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Apart from Fletcher and Brown, I would say everyone else had a shocker. Um. Maybe well, Thompson. I don't know. Um. I, I think Thompson was right. Where, where do you think the role of the, the captain fits into this? Because I think historically Stoke have always had quite large figures as as captain. I think back to what Delafy and things like that that would have just grabbed you and stopped you from panicking and killed two minutes off the clock. Mm. Um, are we missing that now? I um, I think I either actually saw it or the, the, the dark part of my mind's imagined it. But I think after the first goal, O'Neill looks at Alan, or it's after the second goal, looks at Alan and goes like, think, like... And Gary Lineker. To yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you talk that to any of those old captains, even if they couldn't have grabbed a teammate or told a teammate to go down and waste a bit of time, they would have stepped in and just taken a lump out of an opposition player to force them to sit down and to stop the game. I think, um, I don't think Alan's a leader. I, I, I genuinely, I, I, whatever form of leadership you want, whether that be shouting at people or leading by example, um, he, he isn't that. And I found that whole giving him the club captain um, thing really weird because I, I don't think we're going to give him a new contract. But also, I don't think it just falls on him. There's there's plenty of players on that pitch who have been captains. Tommy Smith, Harry Suit has done it for us so far this season. James Chester um, was at Villa captain, wasn't he? James Chester was Villa captain for ages. Where and it's really annoying because if we if we want to have this young team, which I think we all do and we are now getting, and it's really exciting when it's going well, you've got to accept that they're they're going to be braver in possession. They're going to be braver to take risks. But when when there is a setback, they are going to lack that resilience that, uh, that an older pro has to say, OK, this isn't inevitable. We can stop this. We can slow this down. Um, and for them, I mean, all of them, all of the senior players on the pitch, I mean, even Fletcher is a very senior footballer. One of them just needs to step up because no team concedes three goals to the worst team in the league in five minutes without <laughs> there being like major flaws going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I was there, so. <laughs> <laughs> there was a shot in in the highlights of, of Fletcher. I think it's just before the kickoff for the just prior to the third, their third goal, 
and he looked haunted. But I, I always think a striker is a bad choice for captain. It should be somebody in the middle or in defence. I think goalkeepers and strikers don't see enough of what's going on around them and just have their jobs to do. But he looked, he, he just looked like, what, what? Just, it was it, like you could see in his eyes that he was, he was waiting for somebody to start shouting at people because that's what happens in football teams. And maybe you could have taken, him, taken it on his shoulders, but chest, Chester's well Alan's the worst culprit because he's the captain in my mind if we're piling on which I will but Chester oh. Chester seemed to manage to be like obliquely at fault for all the goals even the second one when time and passed it to the shadow the, the ghost of ghost. Thompson he was a ghost I, I was sorry Tony he I was, was, I, I, was, was this, I was thinking this the other day that uh, well yesterday that Sutar and Wilmot made like more obvious mistakes in the game because they were in there. Yeah, or at least they 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 fucked up like in possession of the ball. There was one like horrific, like Tommy Smith and Wilmot just shouting at each other moment. But um, but like yeah, they were like involved enough for me to think, oh, they they did bad there. Um, but yeah, Chester was may as well not have been on the pitch. Yeah, I just I it was exactly the same at Millwall. He, there's a there's a um, they overlaid the two videos together of the the uh, route to them get and Chester's just stood doing nothing spooky like a ghost but is is not um, and it was the same with Mawal and it was the same with Cardiff um, and I, I I'm not I so I'm not the one to consider any sort of tactical changes here because I'm just trying to fight my own demons. Um, and break this curse, um, and I'll let the I'll let the people that get paid to do the tactical choices sort that out. Um, but I think, God help help us at Luton. Oh God! <laughs> and God is of course on their side as well. So that's another thing to worry about. Um, <laughs> We've got Hecate though. Yes. Is it is it Hecate? It's Hecate, isn't Ab- it? Abby is it... Hecate. Uh, uh, he Kate. We've covered I, all the bases. I, I swear to God, we all know how it's spelled. I swear yeah. to God, we're the only football podcast that is discussing this at that at this point. Um, yeah. So, uh, speaking of cursed, the Nathan Jones game. Yeah, the Nathan Jones game. Right, that was appropriate. Why not? Uh, as, as bad a performance as I've seen since. To be honest, it's the baddest man performance I've had since I've been a manager. I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick. I, I could be sick. I, 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 it's... Okay, so Tom, would you like to update us on the latest scores on oh, yeah, the Jones scores? Not yeah. really, because um, <laughs> those results went bad. But we do have to note when we get to the prediction stage that on Halloween, spooky time, it's the first Nathan Jones game where we're actually going to be playing Nathan Jones. So that's nice. Nathan Jones. Yeah. I feel sick. Um, so Tony still has the most points and is losing or winning with 42. I'm now only one point off him um, on 41. Dave then comes in on 39 and Chris is, is winning on 37. So that's nice for someone. Um two games this week away at Blackpool 
and away at Luton. Nathan Jones's Luton Town. Tony. Right, Tony, we've got 10 minutes left, so just bear that in mind. Okay. Uh, you said we're away. Yonder, yeah, both, yeah, of yonder both matches. Okay. Um, we're at the seaside. The seaside. The my first, ends. The we're in my ends. Um, <laughs> uh, nil one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, hang on. Nil one. 1-0 to Stoke. Go on, no, so no, 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 sorry, it's locked in. <laughs> oh, fuck off. We're not going to beat Blackpool. You're all dicks. Um, no, see, this I'll, is, this I'll is, do it the right way around. This is what happens when we use different recording mechanisms. I'm all confused. It's these socks. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matty's managed to curse. <laughs> what the <laughs> running <down? laughs> yeah, Okay, what, one now. Welcome to the danger zone, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Nathan Jones. Uh, I'm kind of tempted to squint through the fog and say seven. No, one nil. One nil. Yeah, one to, one to nil home win. Win to for the, the home good guys. Because we're away. Uh, Tom's the, the team that Tom supports are going to win one nil. Yeah. Uh, Tom. Um. I am going to go for a nil-nil at Blackpool. Um, and we're going to lose 5-1 to Luton. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you've, <laughs> you've stolen my thunder a bit there. It's us. <laughs> uh, we'll do Chris's. We've got okay. Chris. Chris said 1-1 against Blackpool and that Nathan Jones will do us 2-0. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I'm saying 4-0 defeats in both. I've been too optimistic <laughs> and I've paid the price. Uh, yeah, 4-0 wow. four, four to Blackpool, 4-0 to Luton. And yeah, bring on the forces of evil, I guess. Jesus um, Christ, that won't be nice. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, what a week to look forward to. Uh, we, we also went out the cup um, midweek. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think we're particularly bothered by that. Um, did well, Brentford like won for the first time in like a thousand years against us at our place as well? So that's so that's nice for them. Yeah, it's was just it the first time ever they won at our place. I think so. Was. I think yeah. it was, yeah. It's just, isn't it just nice? We've just been really nice, aren't we? Like uh, Cardiff, one goal in eight games. Oh, have three. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I'm. I don't, I don't know what people would have expected from us this episode. Just, I don't know if they wanted more anger, more silliness. Um, I mean, I'm pissed off. I'm still pissed off, <laughs> but it's quite funny. Well, no, I found it really amusing. And the funniest bit, which is also like the most embarrassing bit, is that um, Cardiff pretty much scared themselves out of a win. <laughs> like they got level and then were like, we just done yeah. that. Have we just scored three? They, they calm down. They celebrated that third like it was a winner because it. I mean, it was ridiculous. They scored three in five minutes, and they they over celebrated to that point. But they were just like, okay, we'll keep it tight. We've we've done everything, and it's like we were. Well, they scored after. It. Well, they put the ball in. Then after that, I don't. I, I physically don't yeah. think they could have cope with it. I, I saw. <laughs> I, I didn't. That moment, I was genuinely sick in my mouth. <laughs> I saw two pissed Welsh people coming coming up Stanley Matthews' way, as in 
not the way towards your car, as in walking towards the stadium from like the middle of Stanley Matthews Way. And we left like two minutes before full time. And it, I don't know where they'd been. Had they like been to the car? They're like, there's no pub that they could have been to on Stanley Matthews Way. But they were absolutely smashed out their trolley and just, just being like, oh, we're absolute shite, but uh, you've, I can't believe we've managed to draw that. And it, yeah, they're from um, they're from South Africa. Um, yeah, uh, but just I I don't I I would love to know their story because what were they what were they doing there? It was, yeah, just yeah, run that run that footage back. Um, yeah, uh, any other Stoke related business that we want to uh, get off our chests or uh, um, as the Oh, there was the Bojan interview. We haven't talked about the Bojan interview. Let, let's end on oh. a lovely, lovely note. Um, Bojan saying that he he loves us. And even though he's with someone else now, it's like not the same as it was with us because like we're, we're the best he's ever had. And like, you, you know, it, it wasn't us, it was him. And like, he's grown as a person since then. And like, um, you know, if we, if we want to get back together, then he's like open to it. So um, yeah, Tom, thoughts? Uh, I mean, yeah, really hit me right in the feels. Um, he's injured again, isn't he? Which is not nice. But no. he, he he was having a really good time with Iniesta and all of the ex-Barcelona players who now play in Japan. Um, it was really sad when he was like, I had to leave because all of the managers they kept hiring were useless cunts. Um, and they were making me sad. And he couldn't I even say their names. Couldn't even say their names. <laughs> no, no. I, t- I occasionally flick through my camera roll and see that photo of him and um, the train station. No, no, no. Him, him in the bib with Nathan Jones, like giving him a cuddle, and it like hurts so much. It's the most betrayed I think I've ever been. My favourite Bojan, not on the pitch photo, is him having an argument with Tony Pulis. I just love that because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a beautiful it's it's a beautiful sort of almost Shakespearean portrayal of like <laughs> to the two sides of Stoke. Is is it Mark Bowen sort of keeping keeping Tony Pulis away from him? Yeah, yeah. Or in like running in at the end, nutting <laughs> yeah. someone. No. Yeah, immediately getting sent off for trying to break up a fight. Oh, what? What a time to be alive. Um, let's think. Uh, right, I'll just go through some tweets and then we'll call it a day. Um, Alex Ward, <laughs> what is everyone's preferred formation? Alex, stop asking us video game questions. I'm not going to read this one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Rupert, this is a day ago. Anything but the pending 1-0 loss against Cardiff. Here are some ideas. Oh, Rupert, my sweet summer child. In, in, in many ways, a 1-0 loss would have been better. Um, why are geese so mean? If you mean awesome, it's because they're really cool. Tony's pro geese. This is a pro oh my god, geese. no, no, no. Right. So I, I live um next to a canal a marina in, in, right. in Manchester. Tom's got his was... own goose. No, well, I've got tons of goose. Got it's tons called of geese. Nathan. They go honk lots. They are so annoying. But um the, the geese isn't actually the mean one. It was the swan, the swans, uh. the parent swans who were like giving birth to the baby swans who are now like fucking massive too. Um, it used to quite regularly chase the geese around the marina. It was quite a fun thing to see. It was just a bit like Jaws, 
apart from not under the water, above the water, just swim at the geese until the geese jumped out of the water. It was a great thing to see. So geese aren't mean, swans are. Who's the swan in the Stoke team? Who's the swan in the Stoke team chasing the geese? Joe 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 Allen, because he never actually caught them. No luck luck catching them swans then. Um, (laughs) Duck uh, says eggs on pizzas debate. I mean, it depends on the pizza. You don't want egg egg on a domino. No oh, chance. Really good. Are you well, kidding like a me? Thin, thin, Proper Fiorentina um, pizza. Yes. Yes. Scrambled egg on anything is good. Fair play. Um, and uh, this might be a good one for you to end on, uh, Mark. Worst journey back from a game. You've got one minute twenty seconds. Worst journey back from a game. Um, so I put that tweet I put up where I said I'm so sorry. It didn't mean to come across as so bloody dramatic. Um, <laughs> it was meant to be slightly flippant, and. It has been taken as me in tears on the train on the way back. And uh, I am so used to this now that it was it was just the ritual on the way home. Get four cans and drink myself into oblivion on the way home. And but then my Twitter actually sent me a notification that said, you're getting a lot of notifications. Do you want to turn them off? And it was just basically people abusing me. And <laughs> it, 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 it falls. He's a wizard now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It falls into two camps. It's it's either them, those people that genuinely want to see good out of this and want to see me see a win. And then there's those that genuinely believe. I know we've done a curse break in all of this, that genuinely believe if I go that we're going to lose. Like I'm the reason. And they they believe that to the absolute core. Um, And uh, so I have have, um, uh, experienced both sides of Stoke Twitter. Um, for those that want to see me win, that'd be great. Those that told me to die. Thank you for joining us. Go on Stoke.